From Baltimore, Maryland, this is The Stoop Sessions, a One Hope podcast. Join us for conversations about ministry on The Stoop. Learn more about our work at www.onehope.gives. This is The Stoop Sessions with the Honorable Elder E.J. Hill, a.k.a. Eric, and uh, myself. And uh, Eric, last, last week, we did not have you in, on The Stoop. It's all good. Yeah, I think you were... Uh, Working, probably. Helping people walk up their stoops, right? That's right. And uh, this week, we're missing Stephanie, so we did a 5K. That's right. This last Saturday, and Stephanie never made it back. She is okay, she's though. Still, <laughs> she's still out there completing the last leg. Uh, world record for slowness. <laughs> So, so what are we talking about today? I want to. I actually want to talk to you about something. Since okay. I got you on the stoop, just you and me, That's I want right. to talk about something. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, the fact that you are a pastor of this church, but you also work a full-time job yeah. outside of this church. So I work a full-time job too, but it happens to be uh, for the church. Or the way I like to put it is this, is I'm freed up from secular employment so that I can focus full-time on... Yeah, I like how you word that. That's, that's good. Yeah, because it, you know, it's it, biblical. I think so. Like, yeah. it's not just working for a paycheck. That's right. I'm supported by God's people to be freed up from working for the paycheck. That's right. However, of course, we should not think of it as anything less than a 40 hour week, right? Yeah. Full time. Mm-hmm. I like to think of myself as working pretty hard. You do, man. But you work hard too, and in to. a different way. I mean, you've yeah. got a. You're not getting a paycheck from the church. Nope. My, my paychecks, the ones that I cash, have Home Care Maryland on them. Home Care Maryland. That's right. All right. Do you ever feel a little like, I don't know, do you feel a certain way that I get a paycheck from the church, but you don't? Not at all, man. Like, I, I know how hard you work, so I, I, I'm not envious of that at all, man. That's a, that's a big, big call in full-time ministry. So When I was growing up, my dad was a model for me of sort of what we call lay ministry. Yeah. Um, I don't even like the word lay because to me it mm-hmm. makes it seem like lesser than. Where right? does that term come from, though? Like I, I don't know. Probably the Catholics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, That's the only good thing that they yeah, come from. Let's, okay. let's Google it. <laughs> That's right. What is lay ministry? Well, according to Wikipedia, mm-hmm. uh, lay ministry is a term used for ministers of faiths in Christian denominations who are not ordained in their faith tradition. Um, it is derived from the term laity. Hmm. I don't know, man. Let's yeah, that, not use the term right. lay. Lay <laughs> right. pastor. Because So what, what we typically mean when we say lay, at least in my circles, yeah. is you don't get a paycheck from the church. And that's how I was, I've always understood it. Right, yeah. right. That's like the only... So should we right. just forever retire the word lay? I'm cool with that. So you're, you're a volunteer pastor maybe? Although I'm volunteer too, right? But I get, you, you get we're going to confuse this. <laughs> so my dad was a model for um, working a job and serving his church. Uh, we grew up in a church where they didn't have a plurality of elders. It was like one pastor and uh, deacons. And deacons in the church I grew up in yeah. really were elders. Okay. They should have been called elders. Yeah, they just called them deacons gotcha. for whatever reason. So my dad was a deacon. Okay. But he did elder work, you know, my, my whole childhood growing up. Yeah. And, you know, so I saw him work, like, super hard throughout yeah. the week, long days. 
half days on Saturday, most Saturdays, sometimes full days. And then Sundays he'd be there early, yeah, serving, there in the afternoon sometimes, in the evenings, and uh, be, doing, be doing the work of ministry. And does, he, does he still uh, like serve as a deacon? Yeah, or he's good? actually, uh, he might even be, I don't want to, he might be an elder. Okay. There, his church is moving to a plurality of elders. Gotcha. I don't think he's an elder. I think he's kind of in the process of being recognized as an elder. Okay. But, bro, he's been doing it for right. years and years and years, <laughs> decades. But anyway, man, I just say that I've got an appreciation for the guy that's out there grinding it yeah. all week long and serving the church without yeah. any compensation from the church. Yeah. So I'm thankful for you, man. Hey, man. I'm, I'm just happy to be here, man. Happy to be able to serve. Let's. Can we start with some theoretical kind of theological conversations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should churches have a plurality of elders? Yes. We see that all throughout the, the New Testament. Right? When Paul addresses the church, he says to the elders. Yeah. So we interpret that as being a, a plurality of, of elders and not just one pastor that he's addressing, but to the elders of, of the church. That's right. Yeah. We, we kind of have a church culture now where you got one, one senior pastor. Yep. And then the people who work regular jobs, such as yourself, yeah. might be recognized in some fashion, right? From the church I came from, I would probably be like a minister. Minister. Just a minister. So. Now, uh, in our church, do you have the same uh, and equal authority as I do? I do. Same and equal authority. Really? The only distinction is that I do not get paid by the church. That's crazy. That's it, man. Yep. Um, so, so how how does your role and my role differ then? So our roles differ differ one because you're the you're, you're the you're the senior pastor, you, you pastor full time. So again, like you're freed, um, you're freed from secular employment to be able to do the work of full time ministry, mm-hmm. which is needed. Um, you know, if we just think if we had a ch- if we had if our churches were set up where pastors had to work and still pastor where they didn't get paid by the church, I don't know how healthy our churches would be because ministry is is hard and you know the Bible says that you know those who um, you know preach the gospel should get paid for it and I think if if um you know if pastors didn't get paid by the church, it would just be so much harder to to lead and serve a church when trying to work a 40-hour job on the side. Yeah. So I don't know how effective yeah, pastors would be if, you know, if they weren't free from secular work to, to pastor a church full-time. I feel like because I am freed up from secular empl- employment, yeah. I have more um, responsibilities In time. than you do because yeah. I have more time. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So I do most of the preaching. Yeah. That's one of my key roles in the church is teaching and preaching. Yeah. And so I'll take care of most of that. I'm probably doing most of the follow-up, most of the kind of pastoral administration sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's just because I have more time. Exactly. And you're exactly right. Like if I was out there working for a paycheck, it would just be harder yeah. to, you know. And actually my brother does it, and I've, I know others who right. do it. Like, you know, they work all week long. They're the senior pastor of the church, and they're also trying to get a sermon together for Sunday. And it's yeah. it's tough. It they, they don't have a day off ever. Right. You know. Yeah. 
That's how it feels sometimes, though, man. Like, so yeah, you feel that way sometimes. I do, man, because it's so I work Monday through Friday, um, you know, forty hours a week, and sometimes I also work on Saturdays, which I haven't. Praise work God, for your I job, job. Yeah, I work for my job, um, which I haven't been. And what able, do you do? Uh, physical therapy. So, um, yes. Yeah, so Monday through Friday, working forty hours a week, then. If, you know, like sometimes I just don't feel like I have enough time to, to you know, check on people, mm-hmm. to to be preparing a sermon, to if I know I have to lead Bible study, to preparing, you know, to teach Bible study. Sometimes it just it just feels like it's not enough time that I'm always on the go. Yeah. Is and then it you too throw much? In, um, like should, let me, let me just, uh, can we just back up and play devil's advocate a little bit yeah. here? Are we putting too much on you? Is, is it too much to expect somebody who's working a full-time job to also be a pastor? Although ministry is hard, you know, although, you know, pastoring is, um, it's just a very weighty thing. It's not something that I take lightly. I don't think anybody should. Um, at the same time, I think, you know, speaking for me, I think that God has called me to pastor. And I truly believe, man, like when God calls you to do something, that he will equip you. Like he'll give you everything that you need to be able to do it. Is it hard? Yes, it is hard. But I like I've seen the many ways that God has, you know, provided for me that he's given me his grace to handle the responsibilities that I have. So So what do what kind of work do you do? Like as a pastor, what are you doing at the Garden Church that you would not be doing if you were just a member? Uh, so preaching when I have the opportunity, mm-hmm. uh, you know, leading a Bible study, um, leading Sunday morning. And when you say Bible study, you mean our corporate Bible study? Yep, our corporate Bible studies um, once a week on Wednesdays. Um, now, I don't lead it once a week, but we, we meet for Bible study once a week. Um, so when I when it's my turn to teach, so I'll be preparing for that. When, it's, when I know I have to preach, um, sermon prep, and also just leading... Uh, the service Sunday morning services, you know, when it's my time uh, to lead the service, and and I think like one of the reasons we would have brought you on initially as an elder is because you are already doing a lot of the building up of the church. You were already discipling people, yeah. leading people to Christ. Yeah. You know, so a lot of that stuff you didn't even mention that, right? And it's like, because yeah, you were already exactly. you do right. that as a member, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> See, because I, I look at like that's just regular, right? Like, I don't have to be a, a pastor in order to yeah. disciple people. I mean, it's honestly you know interesting to me that yeah. you didn't mention that. Yeah. But it's just because I know the way your mind works. Right, right. It's like, no, every member ought to be yeah. pouring into others and yeah. Great discipling commission. others. Exactly, exactly. Right. So you don't do that kind of work because you're an elder. You're an elder because you were doing a lot of that kind of work. Right. I mean, that's one of the reasons. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yep, that is true. Um, but I will say this, Eric. I know... Our situation and your situation, and you get a lot more requests for discipleship and yeah. for you know to meet with people and all that kind yeah. of stuff than than you ever did prior to being an elder. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's the 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 increase of responsibility. Yeah, that is true. It's felt. Yeah, and you know that you say that sometimes it might not be wise for me to add on certain responsibilities. And, you know, I have to be okay with telling people no sometimes. Do you ever tell people no? Lately, I have. I have. 
And so how do you know what to say yes to then and what to say no to? One, like my motivation. If it's not a godly motivation behind it, like if it's something maybe just so that I could be glorified or anything like that, if it's not godly, I think one, that would probably cause me to say, you know what, well, maybe I shouldn't do this. Like what are my motivations for, for doing mm, this? That's right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's good. Yeah. So also, you asked me, have I, you know, said no lately? Mm-hmm. And yet, yes, man, just because of, I've just been so busy lately. Right. You just got to know your limits. Yeah, you got to so know even it. if you got the right motivation, you still might right. say no at times. Exactly. And, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. you know, I, like I have to realize that I'm nobody's savior. Right. I'm not. That's like a theme on this podcast, man. Yeah. Like, I think we said it every episode <laughs> in some fashion. <laughs> yep, that is true, man. Yeah. Well, and you know, too, this this applies to both of us. So this isn't just like a uh, volunteer sort of non-staff yeah. application. But um, one of the things that we need to be think- thinking through as elders is not how to do all of the ministry, but how can we become architects of the ministry? Meaning, exactly. how can we be raising up, pouring yep, into the people, people who are doing the ministry? You know, yeah. not that we don't do any ministry, but that exactly. is our work is yeah. is building up a church so that the church can minister to itself so that the minister or so that the members can minister to other members. And so, yeah, if you take on, you know, especially as a non-staff guy, if you take on every single case of uh, discipleship and, you know, meeting up with somebody that's moving towards church discipline or whatever that might be, if you're doing all of that, number one, you don't have the time. It's going to burn you out in the attempt yeah. uh, of doing so. And we're not really serving the church well if we do it, if we if that's our approach. Exactly. Yeah. Because that's taking the responsibility away from other members. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I think, um, yeah, you, you said it, man. That was really good. I think um, you know, as we continue to raise up other leaders, that'll just help the church flourish. Because, yeah. you know, again, like the weight of it won't fall just on, you know, us, right? But right. it'll be on, you know, everybody. We can kind of evenly distribute, yeah. you know, people's uh, concerns and things like that. Uh, I'm looking at this article by Jeremy Rennie on Nine Marks website, and uh, he has a job description here for lay elders. Did he write the book? The Church little elders? brown book. Yep, yeah, I yeah, have yeah. that. Did you read that? I have. It's What'd been you a think while. Of it? It, it was pretty good yeah. from what I can remember. It was pretty good. Love it. Yeah. Um, Very practical book. Good book. Yeah. Jeremy Rennie. R-I-N-N-E. So he's got this article on here. Uh, It's a job description for lay elders. So here you go, Eric. Here's your job description. Number one, teach. Right. Number two, lead. Number three, model. And number four, pray. Maybe maybe we um, make it too complicated at times. Right? What is it? What yeah. is an elder actually supposed to do? That's a pretty good summary. That is teach, lead, model, and pray. That's right. So elders are to be able to teach. They That's are right. to uh, encourage sound doctrine and That's refute right. error. That's right. You can do that while you're working a job. That is true. Right? Yep. Elders are to lead. They're to be an overseer. Now that is. And a little additional work for you, right? Yeah. Like we have meetings about twice a month yep. or so. And uh, so there's some additional work in overseeing the flock yeah. as a plurality of elders. They are to model. You know what's interesting about modeling? 
uh, 1 Timothy 4.16 says, pay close attention to your life. That's right. And, and your doctrine. It's actually interesting that uh, you have an opportunity to model yeah. to others in the church that I don't have. In what because, way? Well, you're out there in the workplace. No, that's true. Yep, that's true. You know what I'm yep. saying? Yep. So, so, that's, so part of your work as an elder is modeling what it looks like to get out there and work your job. That's right. Yeah. When it looks like to, to follow Jesus, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then pray. Devote yourselves to prayer. I would say that is probably the key. The key one out of those, those four. Like, without prayer, there's no way that we could do the job of pastoring, whether you're doing it full-time right. or just, you know, part-time, whatever you want to call it. Um, right. It's just no way. So that is, that is something that I definitely take serious, man. It's something that I try to be consistent with in yeah. my own life. You know, my daily devotionals is really devoting myself to prayer because, like, I need God to give me the grace, man, to, right. to handle, like, the responsibilities that I have right. with work and, you know, also with passion. Right, yeah. And even, and even praying for our people. And praying, yep. You know, like, I think sometimes it's so easy to just go out there and just try to um, spin your wheels and try to fix something. Exactly. Yep. Without praying. And we're praying, right? We, we show that we're dependent. Right. On God, so. Yeah. One thing I like about the way we spend our time together as elders is we yeah. pray for our members quite a bit. Exactly. You know, we're yep. just regularly kind of lifting them up. Yep. Um, I've told people before uh, who, who you know, just they, uh, there, there's been some confusion over the years as to what elders actually do in our yeah. church, you know. And I think sometimes people have this mi mindset of like elders are the decision makers <laughs> and they're sitting in a boardroom and, you know, right. just making all the decisions for the church. And I've told yeah. people like, look, we literally spend half our time just praying for members. Yeah, that is true. Just praying for people. So I don't, I don't know if I ever told you this, but, man, I was so encouraged. When we, so when we first came to the garden back in 2016, um, so when I was a member at the time, I remember one day, like, you called me out of the blue, and you were just, like, checking on me. And you asked me, you said, well, how can I be praying for you? Like, man, I was, like, so encouraged because nobody did that. Like, mm -hmm. I never got a call from the pastor. Yeah. Like, just to, you know, I'm like, wow, the pastor is, like, reaching out to me. I'm just yeah. a member at the time. You know, sometimes members probably can feel like just numbers. I'm just like, wow, he actually checked on me to see how I was doing. So I right. was encouraged by that, man. Well, man, I, I hear people say the same thing about you. Yeah? Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. I, I, I try to check on my people. So if somebody's, like, kind of in your shoes, thinking about taking on an elder role at yeah. a church, but it's not a paid role, they're not taking, a, you know, any compensation from the church, they're just working their regular job, yeah. and they're going to be on a, on a team of elders, and they're wondering, like, do I have the time to do this? Um, they've got fears, you know, whatever. How yeah. would you encourage them? Well, one, I would definitely, if if uh, pastoring is something that you've been called to do, again, as I said before, like I truly believe that when God calls a person to do something, if that calling is, if this is really God, that you have to believe that he's going to equip you with everything that you need 
to to be you know to um to, to flourish in that position that God has called you to. So, one I would just say first be sure of that calling. Like mm-hmm. hey, if, if this is like if this is something that I should really be doing, so I would definitely spend a lot of time. Are in you prayer. are you qualified to be an elder? Right. Are you qualified? You have the desire to be an elder. Exactly. Is that a clear opportunity? Do others recognize that? Yeah, and if if yes, if you can say yes to all of those things, then um, I would definitely, you know, encourage that person to not go into it blind and naive, and just thinking that, um, you know, just know that like it's going to be times where you might feel burnt out, where it's going to be times where you feel like you don't have time to do everything that, you know, all of these different responsibilities yeah. that you have. Especially, like, if you have a family, you know, sometimes it's just going to feel like you're just always chasing for that balance. And I really think that that this balance that we always speak of, it's almost like an illusion. Some seasons, you know, are going to be, you're going to have time to do everything. Other seasons, not so much. Just prepare yourself to be ready for just tiring, tiring days yeah. at times. Yeah. yeah. But And seasons, right? And seasons, Days yeah. and seasons. Seasons. Yeah. But one thing that has helped me mm-hmm. is days when I have just regular conversations with people. And when I call to, like, check in on people, and they're just so, like, they're just so appreciative of, like, wow, like, you know, he just called and checked on right, me. Right. Like, that makes it just so rewarding, man. It's just right. like, wow. I, I, it's like, man, I, I know that this is what God has called me to do. Like, all the tired nights, like, yeah. it's fine. Like, yeah. I'll rest one day. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I will. And you know what, too, man? Like, there's, in, in some ways, like, it's so easy to connect with people today. Yeah. As opposed to in years past, you know, like, yeah. back in the day, like, you literally had to uh, visit somebody's house. Which, exactly. you know, we try to do that. We try to visit yep. people here and there. I try to do that regularly as part of my, yeah. my days. But, um, but yeah, man, like just a quick text message, yep. a quick phone call can make a, all the difference in the world for somebody. It goes a long way, man. Right. And yeah. you can do that in between calls, yep. right? In between I do patients. that while I'm at work sometimes, while I'm working my job. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't affect your work, does it? Doesn't, man. I get um, breaks. Okay. <laughs> On a break, yeah. 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 You, you had mentioned burnout. How would you define burnout? So for me, I think... Burnout would be when I take on this savior complex for me. And I think that I can solve everybody's problem, that I can be there for everybody when they need me to be there. And like when I think that and then I'm not able to, to you know, to do those things, to be there at certain yeah. things or to be there for people in that time of need, you know, then it's, you know, sometimes I'm discouraged, but also... um you know, I think it leads to burnout just trying to, like, when you're being pulled in so many different directions. Mm. And it's just like, man, like, okay, this person needs me here. I need to be here. I need to also be here. And it's just like I can't be everywhere at once. And, you know, when I feel like I am the Savior, that, again, that just lead, leads to burnout, man. It's just like, man, I'm tired, man. Like, I can't I can't yeah. be all of these places at once. I can't be doing these things. Yeah. yeah. How important is it that the man's wife is supportive of him doing this. So important. Um, you know, let me just give a kudos to my wife. Yeah. Like, um, man, I appreciate her so much. Um, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm working a full-time job, pastor in the church, mm-hmm. 
still trying to make time, you know, to, to be at home with the family. So, you know, she's she's supportive. Like, she, she knows that, you know, my time, you know, is needed in other places and that she can't have all of my time. Um, so for her to be willing to sacrifice, you know, my time spent at home is, right. is huge, man. Right. Um, so I, I really appreciate her, man. Yeah. I think having, you know, if you are married, having a wife yeah. that supports you, you know, in this role um, of ministry and, and working as well, that is huge. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have her support. Yeah, would you go so far as to say if the, if the wife is not supportive, it's just not time? I, would, I definitely like, would say It could that. be that it's an issue that she needs to get together, but at the end of the day, it's not time. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, I agree. If if my wife, you know, if she came to me and said, hey, you know, like, I, I just, I can't do this no more. Like, it's it's just too much. Mm-hmm. I would have to, you know, take the, you know, take her, um, take that into consideration and, and right. really sit down and right. go through some things. Sure, man. sure. Yeah. If it's more than just a whim. I mean, yeah. we all go through those whims at times. Exactly. Right? You know, but I, yep. I hear what you're saying. Let's think through just some basic tips. Like mm-hmm. if somebody's working a full-time job, lay elder, yeah. pastor, um, when do you study for preaching? If you're going to be doing a Bible study or if you're going to be doing a Sunday morning sermon, when are you getting that done? If I know I'm preaching... Um, you know, you, you always give me the date, so right. I know when I'm going to be and preaching. At this point, it's around once a month, once every six weeks or so. Yeah, something, something like that. that. Yeah, maybe a little longer sometimes. But when I know I'm going to be preaching, I pretty much start right away. Like, because I know me, I I don't want to be, like, overwhelmed, and I don't like to be doing things at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes it just might work out that way. But I try my best to just get started right away. That way... Um, I have time to still spend, you know, with my family and to do other things. So, um, yeah, as far as sermon prep, as soon as I know my date, I try to start working on that sermon. And what time of day? Right away. When do you do it? Sometimes I devote uh, my mornings, but most of the times for me, it's been most uh, fruitful to do it in the evenings. Okay. Yeah, evenings like when stuff is kind of settled down. Yeah. Um, And how about Bible study? You do that more often? Bible study, I kind of... I do that like morning, pretty much morning, maybe afternoon sometimes. Just and whenever you can get Yeah, there. whenever I get the chance, yeah. With Bible study, it's not as much, um, I don't, it's not as in-depth when, you know, as far as like preaching the sermon to right, me. Right, Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, um, yeah, less time is devoted to Bible study. But don't get me wrong, I spend time in the Word. Yeah. Yeah, when and, it comes to And teach. how many, how often are you actually meeting with people? Whether that's, I mean, currently it's COVID, so some of that's going to be over the phone or Zoom or whatever, but. Yeah. So. Regularly. Uh, right now, once a week, um, with one gentleman, it's once a week. Um, and then, you know, it depends. Um, like with my accountability uh, partner with, um, you know, another guy that I'm walking with, that's like twice a week. So, um Yeah. So definitely once a week and then... So that's regular, weekly, yeah. and then you got the yep. random pop-ups, like you and I just met with somebody today. After exactly, church. yeah. So I try to leave room for that stuff too. Yeah. 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 I can only say this, that from my perspective, you know, as a as a senior pastor, uh, having seen different churches where there isn't a plurality of elders, man, it is so good. It really for is. For me. Yeah. So how, 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 like, in what ways has it been good for you? 
I need the accountability myself. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not scheming anything. All right. Yeah. But I don't trust myself enough to be the one guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's like, right. and, I, and I'm looking at like so many churches that are, have fallen or crumbling or leaders that have fallen. Yeah. Like uh, the thing just came out about this one church in England where yeah. this uh, pastor was just unchecked for like 25 years, you know, yeah. and he, it was a one man show and he may have had elders, but I don't think they were actually biblically like keeping him accountable or whatever. I don't know if it was his fault or their fault or what, yeah. but point is like, we can't have one dude with unchecked power. You know That's what good. I'm saying? Yeah. To have, have, have it in our DNA as a church that that you and other elders are, are equals with me yeah. as it relates to authority is just good for my own soul. It right? is, yeah. Um, Teaches you humility. Right. Like, yeah. I've been outvoted. Yeah. And, I've, and I've had to learn to just kind of like, man, praise God for these elders who just right. outvoted me. <laughs> That's right. You know? That's good. So we would say that having the plurality of elders, one, helps you with accountability. Right? Accountability. Um, also, number two, it helps me with discipleship, with other guys, with other, sure. with caring for the, the flock as a whole, including uh, women, uh, raising up for uh, uh, Titus two older men and older women. That's right. And when you say it, it lessens the burden just on caring for the church. Right, right. Just yes. to have brothers to, to share the load with. Yeah. Yeah. The short time that I have uh, been pastoring um, in this lay, lay position, mm -hmm. uh, we said we weren't going to use that word, huh? <laughs> Look, Jeremy Rennie used it, so <laughs> right. we can use it. It's definitely uh, has been helpful to have um, a plurality of elders. You know, I work full time and just having other elders to share the responsibility. Yeah. Like, you know, my, sometimes my job demands certain things of me where I just don't have the time to be discipling this person or whatever. Right. And to have other elders, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, well, at least this person can do it if, if I can't. So I think we should co close by saying lay elders are needed, man. I think that's what... Lay we elders, we yep. learn volunteer elders, yeah. non-staff, whatever we want to call them. Yeah, just yeah. as important. Same authority. Yeah. yeah. And praise God for you, man. Thanks, bro. Appreciate you. And we should probably go check on Stephanie. I hope she's finishing this 5K. We, we need to she's go do our job. physical therapist after this. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I'm there. I can give her some tips. Yep. yep. I hope she didn't pass away out there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Stoop Sessions. Be sure to catch us next time. As One Hope exists to build healthy churches in the inner city, check us out and connect at www.onehope.gives. <laughs>